welcome to the Spiral Post-Match, where we talk Ireland's 32-18 win over England at the Aviva. So we're just finished up at the Aviva Stadium, 32-18 win for Ireland. Perfect way to finish the tournament. A couple of couple of players put their hands up majorly to to, to be to be picked for that Lions tour. Um, yeah, everything looks really rosy for Ireland right now. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Nathan? What a difference a win over England makes, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, everything is right with the world. And so it should be. So it should be. Fortress of Viva restored. Hate losing to England at home. Thank God that didn't happen again. Um, it's bad enough going over to Strickland. Oh, absolutely delighted. Mate. Um, pleasantly surprised. Um, as the week went on, I did get more and more confident, I have to say. Um, you know, I probably fell into the trap of listening to a few too many optimistic predictions in various podcasts and newspapers and whatever. But um, absolutely delighted. Boys fronted up, put in a massive physical shift, especially up front. I mean, I think Ireland's forward play has not been an issue all tournament. Um, all tournament, we've done really, really well, which is good because that's been something that's uh, that's troubled us against big teams in the past. Really fronted up, you know. You know, I know Maro. I told you he had a couple, one or two turnovers early on, but I thought by and by we dealt with his threat around the fringes and at the break time really well. Um, I thought our back row was immense. I thought it was interesting. We picked Conan for his size, but he popped up on the wing a lot, so he wasn't really actually that involved. When he did get involved, he had two or three unbelievable touches. Oh, look, man, unbelievable. I mean, first 15 minutes, I thought were ominous. England had all the ball, um, a couple of nice little kicks in behind. We've seen this before where Sexton drop, or Stockdale drops the ball in behind um, and George Ford scored and Ailey Daly scored before in Twickenham last year. So we've seen this before where their kicks in behind dismantle us. There were a few of those early on and I got really worried, especially when one led to a penalty 3-0. And I thought, oh, here we go. And then Murray made a bit of a balls of that um, George Ford spiral bomb, which he didn't, well, thank God he didn't touch it because if he touched it, it would have been their scrum, but Bundy mm-hmm. bailed him out of trouble there. You see things like that, chips in behind, Ford spiral bombing at the ball. I was a bit worried 20 minutes in. Mm, mm, yeah, for sure. It had, shade, it had shades of that 2017 win, um, not so much with how the game actually went, but uh, just the, a poor, poorish tournament in the run-up and then Finishing finishing the tournament against England, God, I would have loved if uh, with a win against England. I would have loved if there was a crowd in there because I'm sure the reaction in there would have been and the, the atmosphere would have been absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, you, you talked you you spoke about um, Robbie Henshaw a bit there. Let's 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 start on him. I think I think he's nailed pretty much nailed on his um, his starting his starting jersey for the Lions. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Well, I mean, you never know. Uh... I still think there's a chance Gatlin goes two tens and he goes um, he goes someone on Farrell. I mean, potentially Sexton. I thought Johnny was excellent today. I still think there's a chance he goes Sexton Farrell and then maybe a Davies at 13. Um, but Henshaw put his hand up massively today. He's been brilliant all tournament. Um, I thought it was interesting. So I said there, England looked a bit dangerous with some of the chips in behind early on. Elliot Daly in particular was finding grass inside the 22. Um, but they kind of stopped that and then they tried to go wide a little bit. And a combination of errors from England and Henshaw's relentless press and physicality at 13, him being in the 13 channel defensively made a big difference because England never got outside him. The ball never got to Watson or May on the wings. He shut everything down. There was two choke tackles he had that led to scrums. Mm. And there was another one where he forced a loose ball. Um, Yes, I think we do need to bear in mind here that England, when they did that, were poor. 
Um, George Boyd had an awful pass that he threw into the first row of seats at one stage. Mm. There was another one where Daly got on the outside and decided to kick the ball out in the full. So England definitely had loads of errors. Um, and like I said, they, they, England definitely kicked the leather off the ball, as expected, but I think they kicked it the wrong way. I think instead of kicking contestables when they were losing the aerial battle, they should have kept kicking for grass, which is where they had success. That's something that's good for us. Like, how many times have we lost the aerial battle against England? Earl stepped up today. Keenan stepped up. He was massive um, in the aerial game. Stockdale didn't have a lot to do in the air, but those two, Keenan and Earls, were I thought were really, really good in the air. And that was crucial. I think, yeah, I fully agree, fully agree. I think... Um... The way Murray and Sexton control the game from about 15 minutes in, they're, they're kicking. Murray, right throughout his kicking, his box kicking was intelligent. It was accurate. That Yeah, there was just he, – he offers that. When he gets that right, there's very few nines that do that better than him in the world. And it, it, as much as we like Gibson Park, as much as we like what he offers in attack, picking Murray uh, in the hope that he does what he does today is always a good thing. It, it's – he, he was excellent today. I wouldn't be surprised. I've got the Lions in mind for some reason. I wouldn't be surprised if Murray might have his name in Warren, in Warren Gatlin's mind now. Um, but let's, let's focus on the game a bit more. Um, I, think, I think just on that, there's a danger of focusing too much on that one performance um, and saying, oh, you man had a great game today. You know, Murray missed a few games in the Six Nations. I still think he's probably a bit of an outside bet. But also, what other options are there at nine? Yeah, but I think. But then the flip side, the flip side of that coin is Peter O'Mahony got picked on the 2017 Lions because of his ridiculous performance in this exact game yeah. in 2017. The one you and mentioned there, the, for the for the first test. For so. the first test. So yeah, you have a point. Um, I think guys like Henshaw and Byrne have, have booked their tickets on the plane. Byrne was immense today as well. Yeah. Um, he had also had two hold up choke tackles that were ridiculous. There was one off a restart. I think Otoje caught it and he just went straight in around the back of the wall. The foot was formed. He was in there quickly, never let the ball get, the ball get through, physically manhandled Otoje in that situation. That was just brilliant to see. Tyburn has been fantastic. Um, we spoke a little bit during the week about his touch on the ball and how at six, he's able to sit in the wide channels and have these nice little pop passes to the wingers or bring others into the game. But back in the second row in the engine room today, he was all about that physicality, that power turning the ball over on the deck, which he does all the time, no matter where he's playing. But, you know, in second in the second row, he was much more of a line-out nuisance. And it was interesting. I don't think we actually, the line-out, England actually, I think, did quite well there. They clearly put a lot of preparation in because they had quite a lot of nice variation at the line-out. One or two short throws in front, one or two delayed throws. Which you're not, the hooker isn't allowed to fake to throw the ball in, but Cameron Dickey did it in a way that he got away with it because he knew guys like Tyburn would be coming. So he waited for him to jump and then throw the ball in. So I thought England were actually quite clever there, but Byrne was still a nuisance at that. He was a nuisance at Mall time. England had some success at Mall, but when they didn't, Byrne was in there disrupting. Um, and Henderson, him and Henderson, Henderson. If, if it wasn't for Byrne, Henderson would be Ireland's player of the, the tournament, I think. He's been unbelievable. Obviously, we mentioned Robbie, man of the match. I mean, look, it's easy to list off a load of players that, that, that did really well after a big win, especially against England, but it's just fantastic. Um, and I love the fact that you brought up Johnny and Connor because... Um, that was vintage 2018, Murray and Sexton in terms of controlling the game. Mm. But also, Murray was excellent at picking his what side of the pitch to go down. I mean, I think in the last couple of years, it's been safe to say he's become a little bit predictable and always hitting one side of the field. But today, he he was always had his head up. He knew right what side of the field are in England's defence set, what side of it's not. And he was not afraid to go down the short side. That's something that Farrell loves about Gibson Park is his attack down the short side. Murray did that really well today. He always picked the right option. Um, 
yeah, a lot of positives. Easy, like I said though, easy to get carried away. I think this England got their game plan wrong and they committed loads of errors. Also, I think 14 penalties from England. They sorted out their penalty count last week against France, but it came back to bite them today. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, that that really really cost them. And I I, I took a quick scroll, scroll through Twitter and. A lot of the English journals are, are, are ruining their, uh, their side's discipline. Um, let's move on to the first try. Jack Conan, moment of brilliance. And then Keith Earls, Keith Earls absolutely burns Johnny May on the outside. The massive step off his left. Off his left. It's not often you see yeah. Johnny, May, Johnny May done for pace, but Keith Earls, 33 years old, or 32 or 33, I'm not quite sure. But Jesus, that was good. To be, to be fair to, to May, I think... He did actually have the gas on Earls. He just ran out of his room because he did make a tackle on Earls. He managed to get the ball over. It was that step. That step is what is what opened up the the speed. Um, and that was a brilliant piece of skill. But I mean, Keith Earls is a rapid winger. You put him into space. You back him to to beat a man um, and to get in. Still a fantastic finish, especially like you said against someone with Johnny May's pace. But the the moment of that try was definitely the cone in, in, in intervention at the back of the line out. I mean, it was a brilliant. I mean, the one thing that struck out to me there was how often have we heard in the build-up, or not even the build-up, but throughout the tournament, how often have we heard people complaining that all of a sudden Ireland's set-piece attack is is has become predictable? We haven't seen these, you know, they became a hallmark of the Joe Schmidt era, these like first-phase tries or first-phase line breaks that led to tries. We haven't seen a lot of that recently, so it was fantastic to see a bit of innovation at the line long ball over the top and a pop back inside to the winger. Um, so first of all, fantastic to see that innovation. Um, the brilliant athleticism from Conan because Tom Curry read that play unbelievably well. Curry was there and got to the ball first, but Conan managed to beat him to the jump and not only beat him to the jump, but do enough to bat the ball back, not even catch it, bat the ball back and control it enough that it sits in the air for Earls to run onto, which is just fantastic. So um, look, you see those tries. A coach, the coach draws that up during the week. It didn't come off as the coach drew it up, obviously because Curry was involved and Matt did his best to disrupt, but just unbelievable athleticism from Conan to, to make sure the ball, so the, the play still went to script. Um, then the second one, the second one was arguably even better. I think because so. Because it wasn't a set, it wasn't a set piece try. We went through 20 plus phases. And I tell you what, after about the fifth phase, every single time we went into contact, I was saying, kick it, kick it, kick it. We're on the 10 meter line, going nowhere, going nowhere. Thank God we didn't kick it. Well, we did kick it in the end, no? But, um, well, did- well, well, I tell you what, what was about that was we kicked it on our own terms. We kicked it when we had the go forward. It was after the cut the furlong, another tight furlong, second week in a row, a furlong step to beat the first man off with yeah, CJ. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we've got we've got front football and Johnny's kicking on front football. If we had kicked it on back on, when we weren't on front football, I think it would have been a lot different. But the fact that we had the patience and then Johnny said, right, we're on the front foot. We could go wide but let's get it wide as, as quickly as possible by kicking it. I think that's what I meant by that, um, which was fantastic. I mean, Ireland have been a possession team all tournament, so it's fantastic to see that possession coming to fruition, especially against a defence like England's. How often have we said, you know, we hold on to the ball and don't do anything with it? Well, here we held on to the ball. It looked like we weren't doing anything with it for 10 phases, but then Furlong beats his man offloads and sets and puts up a bomb, and Keenan wins it back in try time. Yeah, Keenan absolutely mossed Elliot Daly in the air. Um, like, and that's a little NFL reference. That's such a Elliot Daly's pretty competent in the air. Like he's a he's he's someone that's 
pretty good in the air. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's not much to be said about that. But Hugo Keenan, just the speed that he came. I, I initially thought that Daly that Daly had won that, and then when Keenan, it was quite a, it was quite aggressive in the air. It was all completely legal, but yeah, it was just so impressive from from Hugo Keenan to win that back, and then Ireland have it what five ten meters short, and a brilliant bit of awareness to spot Cowan. I think it was Cowan Dickey left his pillar and. Um, Conan runs over for the score. It was re- Conan, Jack Conan. He, he, I hope he doesn't go underrated in the papers um, or underappreciated, but he had a really, really good game today. So, yeah, he had two crucial touches in that first half. Um, like I said, in attack, we positioned him wide, so he didn't really get his ball carry on as much as maybe we thought we would, considering he was definitely picked as a size player. But those two interventions, and then, like you said, the second, the, the vision to see that gap. Was, um, and also the power to score, because he wasn't, you know, Anytime you pick and go from five meters out to score, it's, it's pretty powerful. Um, those were our two tries. Ben Young's got one for England. But at that stage, just after the Bundyaki red card, a little bit of nervous energy going around. But hmm. thankfully, Johnny, but Johnny, Johnny slotted four first half penalties, two of which actually came after the Young's try, which was crucial. Um, we, we spoke about England's discipline earlier on, how that let them down. Um, what frustrated me about the Ben Young's try was, okay, look, we've just got a man. We're a man down. There's going to be space in the corner. Um, two on one, but except Stockdale drifted onto Young's. So I think it was, I think Jamie George had just, I can't remember, don't, don't quote me on this. Because it was a mall, I'm going to say it was Jamie George that peeled off the back. It was, it was. And, passed, yeah. and passed to Ben Young's to score in the corner. But Stockdale actually didn't bite on Jamie George. He drifted onto Young's, but even though he drifted onto Young's, he didn't get a finger on him. And I thought that was... Stop, look, Stockdale was good in the carry today, but if Irish wings and the defence continues to be a problem, it's not going to be it's not going to be discussed in the aftermath of this game because Ireland have won and it doesn't matter and the cushion was so big. But if you watch the replay, Stockdale does so well to make the right read. He says, right, the, the cover on my inside is there. I can push onto Youngs and then he just doesn't get a finger on him. Mm. It's not like he got ran over by a massive winger out there. It was Ben Youngs ran, and not, right, not even ran through him, just didn't get a finger. No, I think the cover had just the cover had just gone into the mall. It was Rob Herring, and he'd just gone into the mall. So I, the minute that, that that happened, um, I think I could be wrong here, but Jamie George peeled off the back, and um, I remember Alan Quillen speaking about it. He just identified that it it was a two on one on the on the blind side, and yeah, I think I, I think you're being a little bit harsh on Stockdale there. I, upon second viewing, I might what? I, I might agree with you, but um. I think Watch the replay again. I I agree. I agree. It was really good from George to to wait for this for Herring to get sucked in and then take the two on one. But if you watch the replay, Stockdale does push off to two Youngs before the pass comes. So in theory, obviously it's it's all happening very quickly and it's very close to the lines. The margin for error is very small. But in theory, he should be able to get a hand on him there. He probably doesn't stop the try anyway because it'd be a weak tackle, not in a dominant position. Um, but I just I was just a little bit disappointed in the in a failure to even get a hand on him but like you said like in the grand scheme of things it doesn't actually matter yeah um and then likewise england's second try didn't really matter as well johnny may in the corner we're down to 13 robbie henshaw is the wide defender and he shoots up and just misses a tackle on the guy who's got good footwork yeah yeah again it was, you'd like to see the tackle being made it was keenan i believe not henshaw oh um, was it keenan was it keenan okay um again again you'd like to see the tackle being made but the intent is there to get up and try and force an error and England's execution was good 15 yeah. against 13. Yeah. You met you, you mentioned that you mentioned that nervous energy that came in. Um yeah that's certainly after the young score that certainly did sort of 
was very present amongst all the fans. But then I realised that England didn't have a goal kicker on the pitch. Elliot, 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 Elliot Daly, he's a long-range goal kicker, but he's not someone that is renowned for for consistent accuracy and yeah for 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 that for that conversion of the young score not to not to um not to go over that still left them 15 points adrift and that was huge i feel with what 12, 17 15 minutes left maybe um it yeah. was just yeah 15 minutes left yeah yeah for 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 them not to have a goal kicker on the pitch yeah they would have been playing against 14 men but i think farrell i think he must have failed his hia did he um yeah, well, I think what happened was HIA came from the independent doctor, and I think for the fact once it comes from the independent doctor, um, which honestly I don't know how the HIA works, but it seemed like he was getting removed out of the game rather than going off for HIA. It just seemed like he was getting taken straight out, which was interesting. Um, it was actually a brutal collision with Henderson. Yeah, um, Far- look, Farrell gets criticised for his high tackle technique all the time, but this one definitely backfired because he threw his head into Henderson's shoulder. Henderson had his arm close to his body, so nothing wrong from him there. Um, but, you know, Farrell's, he, he gives away lots of penalties for his high tackle technique, but this time it came back to bite him personally because it led to his own injury. But the goal kicker one was interesting. Was it just me? The camera angle wasn't great at the end for Daly's last conversion. It, it was a drop kick, yeah, he absolutely slow. He just dropped, so we, we, don't, we, do, we said he's not maybe a full-time kicker, so maybe doesn't have the accuracy. So he misses the first touchline conversion. Then he just nails a drop goal conversion from the touchline. <laughs> So we got to give him some credit for that. Got to give him some credit. That was a serious um, bit of skill, yeah. Yeah. Again, if it wasn't if it wasn't England and if it was in the game that matters, that, that again it might be something that gets talked about a lot more. Um, yeah. I mean, just delighted to see us our attack finally functioning. One excellent set piece try that still worked, even though there was a mistake or rather than a mistake, England reacting to it well through Perry, and then a phase play attack that was twenty phases long and. Plenty of carries where we did run into brick walls and didn't go nowhere, but also plenty of nice little tip-on passes. And um, there was the Earls try that got chalked off that Henderson had two really good carries off tip-on passes. Mm. Um, that made, And Johnny said in the post-match interview that he was happy that they didn't just run into brick walls all day. And that was one way that they, we didn't offload today, but forwards passing tight to each other was one way we avoided that. Um, right, let's go. Three up, three down, three positives, three negatives. Let's get the negatives out of the way first. Um, big first negative, first down, Gundiaki, red card. He just lines up, he lines up Billy doing a pole and just hits him in the head. No complaints. Uh, agreed. Agreed. There's a lot of there's a lot on Twitter saying that uh Vunipola was dipping, but if you, you but I, I I really do think that it, that was a clear red card. Um yeah, not much, not much else can be said about that. I'm struggling to think of another negative. Um I'm gonna go back to the. It was it's it's like an example I have in my head is Bundy in the first in the first half, but I think Henshaw did it as well. But just running straight in off, off first phase off a scrum, just just getting tackled straight into touch. It happened twice, if I can remember correctly, in the first half. Um, and yeah, that's just a that's just a pattern that Ireland need to clean up. Um, I think. Yeah, I think. That's why the two tries we scored off our attack were really good. Our attack did not start well. Um, our, yeah, like you said, we had two two men. Bundy ran into touch once and so did Bobby. Um, so good we cleaned that up, but also, you know, still not perfect. The Mike can't attack. He'll get, he'll get a lot of credit in the bank, though, from this. Uh, my other than a final negative, what we go for? I think 
yeah, let's go for backfield coverage in the first 15-20. Um, Stockdale got caught a little bit close up to the line and there was one kick in behind over his head. Um, and then as a result, he got a penalty off it when he got isolated. And then Murray dropped one in the backfield as well. And I think there was one that Hugo tried to dive on in the first half that he missed. So there was a, just a little bit of a nervy. The start in general, to be honest, a little bit nervy. Three positives. I mean, mine is Ty. Um, to see him, he was pumped today. He was given he was given Mako some chat at one of the scrums um, when Mako was pushing was pushing early. He gave Sinclair. Sorry, what was that? He gave Sinclair a lot of chat as well. It, it was just really funny to see that. I love watching Carl Sinclair get get wound up. It, Anyway, yeah. To be, fair, to be fair to Kyle, it was quite funny. I think he saw the funny side because I heard on the ref mic he was calling Tyg out, saying, come on, Tyg, like, come back into the scrum, even though Sinclair and Tyg don't scrum against each other. But anyway, but also there was a scrum penalty where the Tyg won off Genge and you could just see his face. Tyg was giving it the big one, roaring. Uh, kind of shows the pent-up frustration of having English forwards roaring in your face for the last two, three years. Kind of came out in that moment. And Tyg's normally a quiet lad. So that was mm. good to see. What about you? What have you got? Um... Let's go with the two star men today, Ty Byrne and Robbie Henshaw. Um, it's 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 the obvious one to go for, but um, yeah, those 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 two have been probably Ireland's standout performers as well as Ian Henderson for the entire Six Nations. Um, both, like I've said, pretty much nailed on their 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 places on the Lions tour. Maybe not the Lions fifteen. We'll wait and see for that. But um, yeah. Burn with a couple of crucial interventions in defence. He had one or two uh, turnovers, turnover penalties, um, some lovely hands uh, as well, if I remember correctly. Um, and then Henshaw's defence, especially in the wide channels, like you mentioned, and the way he straightened the line quite a bit. Um, he straight, he straight, he straightened the line when he was running with the ball in hand really quite well. Uh, so yeah, that's mine. Last one, TJ. Not no idea. People were saying this was his last game, so I assume that means there's no summer tour, or if there is a summer tour, people are just assuming CJ is going on the lines. But uh, uh, was huge. At one point, Ireland had uh, most had 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 made. I saw a stat that came up on the TV that Ireland had made like 40 meters after contact or something. CJ would have been a big part of that. Um, he still smashes guys in contact. There was a huge collision with him and Billy and Tom Curry. It was just CJ on his own going to lose two guys, and he held. He didn't. He didn't make. He didn't break the game up. He didn't get knocked back. And then he was crying as well after the game. So I think that kind of tells you that he knows this is his last game. Um, big shift in, huge from him. Um, what a story. Um, I'm sure we, I know you're going to write something during the week about him. Um, but yeah, what a lad to come out got to deal with the rejection of being spat out by one country system and coming and becoming a world class operator in another in another country. Fair play to him. What a career. Yeah, no, right. We, we wrap that up. Yeah, wrap it up. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. So full like time. Ireland 32, England 18. Anything you want to say? Well, that's it. No, that's it. Just let's go. Let's 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 go watch Wales be Wales against France. Thank you for listening to the Spiral Post Match. To get all of our written and podcasting content, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Spiral 13, Instagram at the Spiral Rugby, and like our Facebook page.